Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. Here we are on Thursday, January 20th, in the year of our Lord 2022. Into the middle part of the basketball season, the heart of the season, lots of, co- of uh, conference action going on, boys and girls basketball. Of course, we've got uh, other winter sports going on as well, the meat of their seasons, boys and girls hockey, you've got wrestling uh, going on as well. And in fact, next week we're going to have a conversation, uh, hopefully with Mel Dow, the uh, assistant director at the WIAA who oversees wrestling, and talk a little bit about a very neat event, uh, unique and first time ever event coming up next week, which is the Girls Wrestling State Championship um, a new thing that the WIA is doing to help grow the sport of girls wrestling. So we hope to uh, connect with uh, Mel Dow and get a little bit more information on that and just how things are going in general in wrestling. But today on the WSN podcast, we're going to focus in on girls basketball. And for that, we're going to bring in our girls basketball expert at Wisports.net, our content manager, Norbert Durst. Norb, how's it going here as we uh, are into the, uh, the middle part of this 2021-2022 season? Doing well and staying healthy, and I think that's the important part right now. And a lot of teams are dealing with some things, but uh, able to get out and watch a lot of good basketball so far this season. And, you know, there's been a lot of exciting contests, including this one I just saw recently, Pewaukee and Cut Moraine. And, you know, those really big non-conference meetings later in the year are really important for some teams to, you know, kind of just get ready for the end of their, their, uh, their uh, uh, regular season and looking forward into the postseason. And we'll have a lot to talk about with the postseason coming up very soon. Not only our regular preview stuff and kind of what's going on, but you know some some changes that we've uh, discussed before uh, coming this year. Most notably, the the seating process is going to change. There's going to be automated or computer seating this year. But also, we're getting back to more normal playoff structure uh, with you know the the changes that came into effect last year. Some of them going away, things like reseeding the sectionals, things like um, multiple locations for the state tournament, the pod systems that they did, all all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we're we're getting back to normal, so we'll have a lot of conversations about that coming up. But right now, uh, in for today, we wanted to do kind of a midseason check in and, and just kind of get an overview of of what's going on and, and how things are going in girls hoops. Um, Norb, we haven't talked to you since the uh, the holiday break, the Christmas break, when there were a lot of those high level tournaments that you that you talked about, some of those great non conference matchups. As you look back at that holiday time and in some of those holiday tournaments. What are some of the things that stick out from there, some of the big games and and things that you were able to to see at some of those events? Yeah, just, uh, you know, some high-quality basketball, uh, you know, got to see, uh, went to Watertown for for some games, saw Reedsburg play, you know, some good teams, including uh, beating Germantown there at the event. Uh, Also got to watch some lower-level games, um, uh, going to Evansville, uh, Belva, who on uh you know they're on a tear this season didn't uh, they weren't in the top 10 to start the year but now they're ranked and you know playing some really good basketball with they had a big win over a uh, previously unbeaten broadhead team so you know there's there's uh you know high level talent you know when you're talking about division one and two but you know some really good teams down in division three four and five as well well let's take a little bit of a, a deeper dive and, and again we'll we'll talk some kind of mid-season stuff going on right now but uh, let's start maybe in Division One, and how is Division One shaking out compared to 
maybe what we thought at the beginning of the year where, where you had some teams. Um, we've got Hortonville right now is the number one ranked team in the Wisports.net coaches poll. Appleton East had been second and I think maybe had even occupied that top spot a little bit, but they've dropped off to sixth with three losses. As you look over Division One, what kind of things stand out amongst those larger schools? You know, Hortonville, they're, they're a really deep club. Uh, their one loss was to a really good Notre Dame team who, you know, they lost uh, to start the year against Appleton East. Uh, but they're, you know, they're young. So, you know, they've, you know, got a lot better already and they're continuing to improve. So they're, they're going to be a scary team in Division Two. That's that's very loaded. But in talking with in Division One, uh, you know, it's, you know, the, the, the teams we kind of thought would be there would be there are there up top. But, you know, Kettle Moraine, uh, uh, also a team that lost to Notre Dame, but I guess that shows how good Notre Dame is uh, as of late, especially. They just got, as mentioned uh, at the start of the podcast, they just got a big win over Pewaukee. Pewaukee is a team that, you know, has played a ton of high-level talent, and so get, Ken Moran getting that win is really good for them. Arrowhead, another one that's always at the top, uh, playing well. Their only losses to Ken Moran. Uh, Brookfield East, uh, you know, they've been playing really good basketball, Um you know, one of the teams to beat Germantown this year. Germantown, while they have four losses, all those losses came against some really good teams. And outside of KK Arnold and Emily Weisner on that team, they're very young, so they're going to take a few lumps early in the year. But they've shown that, you know, the second time around against Brookfield East, I'd, I'd say that one's going to be a little bit closer as well. Um, you know, maybe they can get the win on that. But, you know, you look at like a Homestead team, who I expected to, to compete, but I guess I didn't realize quite how good those freshmen were led by Madison Fitzgibbon, and they're playing some very good basketball out of the North Shore. Um, so, you know, uh, top to bottom in Division One, when you're talking, you know, the top 15 or so teams, there's a lot of good talent. We do want to take a, a moment to remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. As we uh, look over the landscape and some of the other divisions, Division Two, you, you talked about getting a chance to see Reedsburg, who's number one. Uh, been there for for quite a few weeks now. Undefeated are the uh, are the Beavers. Um, Notre Dame still lurking. Pewaukee still very very good with a couple of uh, talented freshmen there as well. Uh, and then you know some some traditional powerhouses: Pius, Beaver Dam, New Berlin Eisenhower in the mix as well. Um, anything stand out in Division Two or or maybe even into uh, Division Three where you've got Wapan as the undefeated team at the top of the rankings. Freedom undefeated as well. What kind of things stand out in D2 and D3? You know, I think it's very top-heavy when you're talking about Division II. You know, Reedsburg, Notre Dame, Pewaukee, I think they're in a class of their own. Um, and then you can go to the rest of those teams. Um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be tough for, you know, teams like Pewaukee to even get to state. You know, re, you know they're a great team, but they're going to have to go through the gauntlet of playing, you know, Pius, uh, potentially, New Berlin-Eisenhower, um, and New Berlin West is all, also in that sectional, and they were ranked previously. So, I, uh, you know, when we get there, we still got a few weeks to go, but that's going to be exciting. Uh, teams like Mosinee, who haven't really played a great non-conference schedule, but uh, they're 15-0, and 0 and they have a couple of really good wins against Lakeland, and Lakeland's put, went out and played some good teams. So that shows that they're not just a team that, that has wins. They, they're a proven team, if, even if they haven't really played uh, a ton of those, those big teams. Uh, just, you know, defensively, really, really strong club. Uh, Union Grove is another one um, that, 
has played well. They have an early season win, win against uh, Waukesha West, who was expected to have a big season. While they have some losses, they're still going to be a dangerous team in the postseason, though, in Waukesha West. In Division Three. Uh, you look at the top with Waupon and Freedom. Um, you know, I think they're they're clearly the top two in, in Division Three. Uh, Prairie du Chien at at number three. Their their only loss was to Waupon, and I, I think that was under ten points. So you know, they're they're right up there as well, led by Wisconsin recruit Lily Cron. Um, and you know, the rest of the way, it's kind of been ups and downs for some of those teams. But you know, uh, a team in Catholic Memorial who you know is going to enter the postseason with maybe not the best record. Uh, they are 10 and four right now, but they're going to be uh, not just a strong uh, team to, to get to the state tournament, but they could definitely make some noise there as well if they can get there. Well, Division Four is interesting. You've got uh, Mineral Point, who I, I think took over the top spot a few weeks ago, if I remember correctly. The, the pointers are undefeated, uh, but Milwaukee Academy of Science is a very talented team. And of course, Lurking right there in the number two spot is Aquinas, who's been arguably the top team in Division Four for four or five years now. Now, they, they haven't always won the state championship, as we saw last year. But uh, Aquinas's losses are to Dowling Catholic, a powerhouse team out of Iowa, and then uh, a two-point loss to a Division One Germantown earlier this year. So as we look at Division Four, even though Mineral Point is number one right now, do you think Aquinas is still the favorite? in that division with that talent they have with uh, with Donarski and J.C. Weisbrod and a good group coming back? I think just the way they win games, I think it's hard to not say that they're the favorite because, you know, those two losses, really good opponents, and they play, you know, they play in a, a, a big league in the Mississippi Valley and also in the non-conference. They never shy away from playing good teams. So I'd say they're still the favorite there. Those teams, unfortunately, would meet, I believe, in a sectional semifinal. Um but uh, they're the favorites there probably. But, you know, Milwaukee Academy of Science, who has three losses, um, you know, they, they also play a very strong, strong schedule. They're, they don't have, they're not in a conference. So they kind of play whoever they'd like. And, um, you know, they have a big win over Sun Prairie, who's ranked number seven in Division One. Um, that was uh, during that holiday break. And, you know, they're, they're a loaded team. I think the big thing is, you know, if, if they can stay uh, – out of foul trouble because that's uh, kind of what led to a couple losses in the season, albeit against some good clubs, one against uh, Pius. Uh, so they're, they're definitely ready to roll and, and make some noise at the state tournament if they can get there. And we should uh, mention Osseo Fairchild is also undefeated. They're ranked third in Division Four. They actually uh, just lost. They, they did, okay. Uh, who, did, who did they lose to? Was that uh, must have been Tuesday night? Yeah, it was on Tuesday night against Kadat. They lost a five-point loss there, but uh, they're uh, they're they're storming out. They obviously won their first fourteen games. All right, in Division Four, always a, a strong division. It seems like uh, again, Aquinas usually up there. You've got Mineral Point, a pretty consistent contender. Those Clover Belt teams are always tough. A um, lot of lot of good talent in Division Four. Division Five. As, uh, oh, go ahead. Division Four. One more time here, O'Connell, who is unbeaten in Division Four, they're 15 and 0. They're currently unranked. I think that shows the strength of Division Four. Uh, you know, there's just you know the Aquinas has two losses, Milwaukee Academy of Science has three. Everybody else, um, I guess uh, Broadhead down here has two, but they've also played a good schedule. And sometimes it's just really difficult to get in those rankings. And O'Connell doesn't really have the 
the strong non-conference schedule that some of those other teams have. So maybe that's part of it, but it, it's definitely a deep division. All right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit of D five where. You know, the Blackhawks not there. Um, some other teams that you traditionally see in Division Five are are not that high in the rankings. Now, Bangor still up there. McDonald Central, Assumption, um, but you know, Randolph is number one. They're undefeated, and uh, maybe a little bit of a changing of the guard in Division Five. Do you think? Yeah, it, it certainly seems that way. Uh, Randolph, led by a junior Jory Bualda, and you know they're. Uh, they played a pretty good schedule as well. Um, but, you know, the M- McDonald Central's right there as well. They got a couple losses, but they play in a tough league in the Clover Belt. Assumption, who might not have uh, the size they had last year, well, they certainly don't when they had a couple uh, 6'2 kids last season. But, uh, you know, they're, they're still a contender in Division Five. Um, the Six Rivers West has some good talent. Um, Belmont, who is a uh, you know, I, I knew they were going to be a good team. They, I don't think they were in the top 10 to start the year, but, you know, they've been rolling. Their only uh, loss is an out-of-state loss. So, you know, it's, it is it is kind of a change of the guard, and we're just kind of figuring out who's going to come out of it when we get to that uh, state tournament. All right. So, again, a lot to uh, a lot to go over still this year. There's still a lot of basketball to be played, um, you know, what, six weeks left in the regular season, something like that, four, six weeks, whatever it is. So there's a lot to, to figure out still. These teams are going to be jockeying for position. There's going to be, you know, conference championships that are, are going to be up for grabs. We're going to see some great conference games here late in the year. Uh, and we'll talk much more about the postseason coming up. Um, but it, we, we kind of maybe touched on a few, you know, going through the divisions. But are, are there some teams this year, <clears throat> excuse me, that are – you know, up there that maybe we didn't expect. Some teams that have maybe exceeded expectations to this point or are maybe a little bit of a surprise the way that they have started this year. You know, I think Nina's got to get a mention here. They play in that really tough FEA. Uh, they lost some some quality kids from last year's team. But when you have a, a, a star like Ali Zabel in that, that sophomore class, uh, second in the state in scoring, and, you know, that's a lot to say when you're talking about a kid that, you know, you know they play against the best teams in the state, um, you know, in the conference, also out of conference. And, you know, she's always getting the eyes on her. So it just shows, you know, the level of play that she, she's been giving this season. And, you know, that's, that's what's led to them being high in those rankings right now. They did lose to Kakana the other night, but they, uh, last week they, they defeated Appleton East, which was a huge win for them to show that, you know, they are for real. A couple other teams of note, uh, I believe we mentioned Homestead already, uh, you know, that young squad they have in the, they're, they're in the rankings already, and, and they've been doing really well in the North Shore. Uh, Mosinee was mentioned already. Uh, Belleville's a team that uh, I think we mentioned, but they're, they're they're ready to make noise in the tournament. I know we got some weeks to go, but uh, they have a big one coming up on Saturday against uh, undefeated and top-ranked Mineral Point. So that's kind of a measuring stick for them to see where they're at. Um, another North Shore team in Grafton, they've been playing some good basketball as well this season. Any players that uh, have kind of burst onto the scene this year that maybe they're young kids that are you know getting their first opportunity, maybe they're kids that that you know have just put in that time to to improve and get better. Um, any players that have have been a pleasant surprise uh, so far, you know, roughly halfway through the season? 
Well, I think we knew that that Tegan Malegny was really good player, but I still think she needs a note here. Um, you know, leading the state in scoring last week, she had games of 62 and 51. That 62 is the second most in the state in, ever um, behind Megan Gustafson, who scored 64 in a game. Um, you know, then there's, you know, uh, some smaller school kids like Lily Trutchen that, uh, um, you know, we, we know she was a good player, but, uh, you know, she's fourth in the state in scoring. So uh, kids like that, um, some pretty good surprises. Jordan Melman's is playing really well this year. Again, not like a surprise necessarily, but I think she's elevated her play to help the team a little get a little bit better this season. So, you know, th there's certainly some good ones. Amy Terrian from uh, Pewaukee, a freshman there. Uh, she just looked outstanding the other night against Kettle Moraine, career-high 30 points. Um, also, her, her twin sister, Anna, on the team, a really good player as well. Uh, so th there's definitely not lacking a lot of that, that uh, young talent in this state. Uh, um, another one, uh, McKenna Christian, she had from uh, Hartford, she had a, what were we talking, a three or four game streak of 30 points and, you know, just a scoring machine. And I think that's that's what some of those young players are really just bursting on the, uh, bursting on the scene and, and showing they can compete with the best. And, you know, whether that's a freshman or a senior. Well, talking about some individual players, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the top seniors. You you updated your list of um, the 2022 class earlier this month with uh, you know a chance to see some more of these kids and uh, some of these kids getting back to action after maybe not even playing last year. But as we look over this 2022 group, what are your thoughts? What are your takeaways? What are some of the uh, you know the top players and uh, in, in to watch and and that we are watching here in the class of 2022. You know, that's uh, really strong, I feel like, at the top of the class, um, you know, right around the top 10 range. Uh, Emily LaChapelle, you know, I have her number one. Uh, strong start to the season. You know, they did take a couple lumps recently, but she's, for the most part, been doing it. She did uh, um, struggle a bit against Hortonville in that loss, but, you know, I'm sure Hortonville uh, made sure to know where she was at the entire game. So, you know, sometimes you just have to have your, your teammates pick it up a little bit. But... Uh, um, Lily Cron, who we mentioned earlier from Prairie to Sheen, she's having a really big season. I think she's she's shown uh, her ability not just to shoot the ball, which we knew earlier, but to get to the hoop a little bit more, show a little bit more versatility. And Cammie Pepler, another one, uh, just she had that a uh, huge game against Appleton East when they beat them. Uh, she scored over 30 in that game. Uh, point guard for them, uh, do it all player on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, really good start. J.C. Weisbrod, who you mentioned earlier, um, you know, still shooting the lights out, and I think she's shown the ability to put the ball on the floor a little bit more than she has in the past. Um, another one to mention, Nakia Hurst, who I have at number eight from Milwaukee Academy of Science. You know, she can pull up from 25 feet, and, you know, it, it's no biggie, and she did that against uh, Sun Prairie. She did that against uh, Beaver Dam in, when they went to overtime, and she won the game on a shot like that. Um, you know, just a really, really good scorer. So it's, it, it definitely has a lot of talent, I feel like, in the top 10. Uh, Elena Harper from Arrowhead, uh, you know, really good player there in the post. You know, it's uh, when they played Homestead, uh, she battled fall trouble a little bit. But, but uh, when she was in the game, you know, it was a, a load for a team, especially an undersized Homestead team, to to be able to handle. And Abby Alzma, who's leading uh, Wapon. Um, that top-ranked team in Division Three, you know, you know, shooting really well, and you know, I think showing a little more versatility 
this season as well. Lily Cron from Perdachine, she's the only Wisconsin, at least scholarship commit in this this group, right? That's correct. So it brings me to a, a question that I've posed, what, a thousand times in the last however long it's been? What would you start at WSN? 2012, right? Coming up on 10 years? Correct. Yep. This is the so, basketball season. Yeah. Uh, so Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin, uh, women's basketball program and girls basketball players in the state of Wisconsin. We've talked about it so many times of, you know, can the program you know, turn the corner, uh, get over the hump to be competitive, to get some of these better kids. A new coach in this year, uh, again, uh, Marissa Mosley is the women's coach at UW. They're certainly trying to get things turned around. They're trying to do some outreach, including uh, uh, just recently announced uh, that, that great opportunity for Youth Team Day, February 6th, a Sunday at the Kohl Center, 1 p.m., free admission for youth basketball teams. So we hope everybody takes advantage of that. You can check out more information on, on our site. But the question becomes, these young, talented kids in the state of Wisconsin, uh, the Tegan Malegnies and, and some of these other kids, Wisconsin got any better shot? Um, you know, what are what are you hearing on on how Coach Mosley has been doing in terms of connecting with the coaches and, and athletes in the state of Wisconsin? Um, any Any insight you can give us there? You know, I think there's still probably some work to do on the, you know, the connection part. I think, you know, with uh, the times we're in with COVID, I think it's a little more difficult to maybe to go out and 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 be as uh, upfront as maybe you were, um, you know, without a pandemic or without, you know, COVID taking over the world, it seems. But, uh, you know, she's working hard, it seems, in, in that younger, those younger groups. But until you win more, more games, especially in the Big Ten, it's going to be difficult to get some of these kids, and that's just the way it is. Whether it's Tegan Malegny, whether you know it's uh, Ali Zabel, who another highly rated player in the class of 2024, um, you know it's it just comes down to winning games because these players are are going to want to go somewhere that wins, not just to stay home. So especially when you're talking high end talent, so it's it starts in in uh, on the gym, you know, in the gym on the court. Uh, to get those those wins, hopefully, especially in Big Ten play, because otherwise you're going to lose some kids to Iowa. And, you know, if you lose some kids to bigger schools, whether, you know, it's like a Notre Dame or a UConn, like uh, K.K. Arnold is going to, you can live with those ones a little bit. But um, you hope that the wins come, especially, like I said, in Big Ten play, so you can have a little bit more of that notch to get uh, get some of those in-state kids. All right. Well, again, we hope things get turned around. Um, no lack of trying, no lack of effort in, uh, you know, under the previous uh, coaches and, and Coach Sippis especially. We, we got a chance. I know you got a chance to work with him and, you know, wish him well on, on whatever the next step is for him. But uh, we would love nothing more than to see that program get turned around and, and start putting up success on the court, which, as you said, leads to success in recruiting and getting some of these kids to stay home. Do want to remind everybody once again to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, Norb, uh, again, a good uh, good chance to check in here at the midway point of the season. Um you know, we we've we followed it. Obviously, we haven't tracked it quite as closely as perhaps in the past. Uh, but what's your sense? What do you? What's your feel for how many games are being impacted right now by cancellations and quarantines and whatever else? Um, 
less than last year, I assume, but you know, still kind of hanging around a little bit. Yeah, it's still hanging around. Definitely less than last season, but it still is there. You know, there's some postponements. You know, teams are on pause here and there. They might lose a non-conference game, try to get an, get one rescheduled for that. But you know, for the most part, teams are able to have been able at least to get some of those those games rescheduled. Um, I think the big thing is, you know, coming up now that we're you know mid-season, um, hopefully not lose too many of those later uh, later. Um, regular season games but you know the, the important thing is to be healthy when the postseason starts because uh we don't want those teams what you know to to not be able to play in a playoff game because of covid all right well what do we have to look forward to coming up here in the next couple of weeks uh, in addition to the regular coverage that we're doing on wsn coaches poll and player of the uh the week uh poll also the the game of the week that uh that we that we kind of reintroduced for basketball after Christmas here what are some other things coming up that people can look forward to in terms of coverage of girls basketball on Wisports? sports the senior uh senior basketball awards I'll have the the semifinalists out uh maybe tomorrow but uh, most likely early next week with those and you know just some uh, previews uh try to get some previews out each week uh, especially the week games um you know just highlighting some of those, those top players and top teams um in, in some of those weekly articles and good stuff and, and certainly those uh those weekend previews are outstanding with uh, all the great basketball that happens throughout the week but especially on some of those weekends thursday and friday are huge games for uh for basketball in general but of course especially uh girls basketball um what 100 and 150 games sometimes on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday nights, and then uh, you know maybe not as many Saturday games and Saturday multi-team events as we get later in the season, but still a good amount of games going on throughout the weekend. So if you're looking for you know what to do uh, on a weekend, if you're got a free day and you want to find a good game to get out to, uh, Norb can break it all down for you, give you some suggestions on where to go. And if you're not able to get out, you can find our schedule page on WSN that will have streaming links to, usually it's, a, what, 70, sometimes 80% of the games will have a streaming link that you can watch in some capacity, whether it's a school stream, uh, the, uh, our great partners at uh, Just a Game Live, um, some of the other uh, entities that, that do streaming as well. Um, a lot of opportunities to watch basketball right now, and, and hopefully people are taking advantage of it. Norb, anything else that we need to, to, to hit on, uh, girls basketball related, uh, before we before we head out? No, just uh, make sure, like like you just kind of mentioned, just get out and watch some basketball. There's a lot of a lot of great talent, no matter what part of the state you're in. Uh, get out and watch a game, and you know, hopefully, enjoy it and and uh, keep spreading the word word about uh, girls basketball because this state's got a lot of talent, and I think it's it's a lot of times unnoticed and even, you know, going to some of these uh, big games, I'd like to see more students at games. Um, you know, it just brings a better environment. I know everybody has things going on, but um, it just helps to make the experience better for the kids. Speaking of awesome experiences, as a reminder, uh, the Wisconsin Women's Basketball Program Youth Team Day coming up Sunday, February 6th, 1 o'clock against Illinois at the Cole Center. Free admission for youth basketball teams, uh, discounted in, uh, uh, access and tickets for uh, parents and, and family that might want to go as well. Uh, so please take a, take advantage of that. Get a chance to get in there. They have some cool things going on as well. It's not just come in and watch the game. They're going to have some cool 
uh, experiences, and I think there's some uh, some meet and greet stuff going on as well after the game. So should be a great day of basketball, February 6th at the University of Wisconsin's Cole Center for the women's basketball game against Illinois Youth Team Day. One last reminder to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes, join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Norb, good stuff as always. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, We'll talk again very soon, of course. He is Norbert Durst. I am Travis Wilson. This has been a wisports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.